Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. The Hawks, you're not going to believe this, but the Hawks lost 4-1 to to the mighty LA Kings. Jay Zawoski here with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We're presented, as always, by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And, fellas, last night, late night, we had a fun, slap-happy happy-go-lucky podcast and we'll try to do the same thing today but it's just one of those games where the Hawks were probably about as interested in this game as Chicago was in general yes they just did not look engaged they did not look ready to play there's four games left after tonight and the Hawks look as anxious to get it done as anybody we have the exact opposite in this room right now as we did last night last night we had the Bulls guys watching the Bulls game, and there was just an energy in here. The Hawks pull it out in overtime. We were feeling good. We carried that energy into the Radish Garden in the Studio B. We had a fun podcast, and tonight, we had the okay, C- sure. We had the Cubs game. Yeah, we had the Cubs uh, game. And they lost that, to the Pirates. That started to drain our will to live, and then the Blackhawks quickly finished us off. What a just crappy hockey game so i think our buddy charlie romeliotis uh who always does the post game uh numbers sums it up well here with his tweet hawks lose four to one shot attempts 77 to 33 in favor of la shots on goal 36 to 16 mm-hmm. five on five scoring chances 28 to nine five on five high danger chances 11 to three Sounds about right. Three high danger chances in an entire effing hockey game. What? What took them how fourteen minutes to get a shot in the second period? Oh my god! Let's not pretend like the L.A. Kings are world beaters. They're not the Panthers. They're not the Avalanche. This is twenty fourteen. They're fine. That's what it's. It's their slogan for this year. Los Angeles Kings hockey. Eh, it's fine. This is not a team that should be taking you to the woodshed or behind the woodshed. Is that behind, behind the woodshed? it? Yeah. Whatever. There's a woodshed involved. I, I've, and never, the I've, I've never owned a woodshed, so I don't know how that goes. I've well, always lived now, but in the general <laughs> area of the woodshed. You got that CHGO woodshed money now. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta move into the sticks first before I get that woodshed. But that, I mean, those numbers absolutely tell you the story of this game. The Hawks were just not engaged. All you had to do was watch the end of that second period. Jonathan Taves gets stuck on the ice <laughs> for three minutes and 19 seconds. Jonathan Taves came off, trade me right effing now. <laughs> oh, my God. But literally, all the Kings do is just keep in a circle the whole sh- the, around the zone, and the Hawks just literally stood there and watched them skate around. All that The, the last three minutes plus of the second period – all it needed was yakety sacks in the background. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. put it at a little speed up the motion double time. It would have been like watching Benny Hill. Oh, God. You never yeah. want to be, think of Benny Hill when watching a professional <laughs> hockey game, but that's all and I yet. can think of. <laughs> yeah. When you're blocking more shots than, than, than you actually get on goal, normally you're not going to have a good time and you're going to get your ass handed to you. And that's exactly what the Blackhawks did tonight. They put in an effort that deserved getting their asses handed to them. It was, and it's just, it's game. 77 of of 82 feels yep. like we got 770. four more like holy shit like can we just get to the, <laughs> get this over with like this has been we've talked about it numerous times this has been such a, a, a an exhausting season for many reasons on and off the ice 
and we're you know we we finally had a a, a nice day of weather Saturday's going to be nice and it's just like we have to you know if, if and we talked about it during the game if we weren't paid by CHGO <laughs> to have us be in these chairs watching the game we would not have watched this game yeah. on, on our own accord uh, it would I, it would have been a, a, a checked out day uh and night and you know hats off to to everyone who who is was with us tonight in the in the YouTube yep. chat. We've got we've got our we got our diehards, the Revs yeah. and Skokes. You guys are here. You guys are great. You guys are great. Allegedly, uh, <laughs> hats off to to anyone who who stuck out the game and and, and watched it and chose. We get, we get chose we're to do being so. paid to do this. What's your guys' excuse? Yeah. Like, no, we no, we, we love you guys. We appreciate you being mm-hmm. here. And look, like it, it's a little bit. In Mario, you said it. This is definitely a season to forget for every possible reason you can imagine. Aside for that brief time when Marc Andre Fleury was a Blackhawk, that was fun. Let's you know, I, I already forgot about that. Yeah, but it's just it's like <laughs> it feels like they traded him like six years ago. I know. It's, you did forget about it because you were I building did, yeah. a team of former Blackhawks yeah, and you uh, left him off. Second City Hockey's Dave Melton said, uh, I, "I wonder if uh, a team of former Hawks could beat the current Hawks team." And I was I went through and tried to put together a team of former Hawks, and I forgot Brandon Hagel and Marc Andre Fleury. So. There, that tells you where my brain's at right now. Well, By the way, the answer is yes. 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 <laughs> that, that team too. would smoke this team. No, the, the team of former Blackhawks would be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably do that with most teams in the league, but it's ex- it's especially uh, aggressive when it's the Hawks. I know it's not the right word, but it's midnight, so kiss my ass. Um, it's just, you know, uh, it, it, it's really... It's really stark. I think the thing is, is most of those players that are former Hawks that that I, you know, that I could think of to put together on a lineup, most of them left in egregious ways, like the Philip Deneau trade, the Table Terra Vine and trade, um, you know, bringing back and losing Brandon Saad twice, yeah. you know, Adam Boquist, Henry Yokiharu, like those those kinds of deals, and you're just like son of a. Like, look at well, the, all these players that could, the that could have been here. Let's let the Deneau trade play out, all right? I think Fleischman and Weiss can still <laughs> add a little something to this Blackhawks yeah, team going I mean, forward. I hear, I hear Weiss is, is selling a lot of beer in Section 309 these days. Oh my God. Worst trade ever. Oh, hate, my oh. God. But oh. don't worry. It was, it was playing for Joel Quinville that made Dale Weiss really shitty at hockey. Boy, um, that was... Well, can you imagine, though, if... Those of us who are covering the team have checked out and can't wait for this season to be over with. What the vibe in the locker room is? Oh, vibes are terrible. No, I mean, look, it is. It, it, it shows is on totally the totally understandable. Yeah, and I get it's, it. I can't be mad at anybody to say. I can't be mad at anybody in that locker room right now to just go through the motions. I'm going to try and not get hurt for 60 minutes and make it through the next week and see what happens in the summer. I have. I cannot fault anybody right now for having that attitude. Uh, you can't fault them, but you can still be upset. Sure, because because you don't want because they're, them to they're feel professionals. That way. Right. Yeah, they're but, professionals. But they got to put in an effort. Sure, but it, it's very easy at this point on that team for some of these guys that know they're not going to be back to not to just say it. the hell with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to blow out my knee, and because I want to go sign with a good team this summer. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just it's a no win situation for a guy like Derek King trying to go. Th- Trying to get this team motivated, it's 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 next to impossible, mm-hmm. right? They show flashes of giving a crap, 
but overall they don't and i don't know if does i don't think whoever the coach is is going to change that at, for this season we've talked about it a ton yeah no all the things that have gone on this season you could have vince lombardi's ghost in there right now and they would still be unmotivated going what the hell's going on out there <laughs> like you could you could have the greatest coach of all time you can have Mike Dicka, my friends. Well, that's different. You could have Hurricane Dicka going through the Blackhawks locker room. What about a team room? of mini Ditkas against the LA Kings? Can Mike Dicka skate, though? Uh, one guy who did play well tonight before his groin fell off uh, is Colin Delia, uh, who got his first action in a while and Since held his own. the last time they played the Kings. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think he that. played pretty solid. Uh, the third goal that Anathasiu scored, I said it right? Athanasiu. Athanasiu. Close enough. Whatever. Not close enough. Close enough. Again, it's midnight. Um, reminiscent of Tony Amante on the backhand, forehand, tuck tuck shot. Really, really like that Pretty move. Nice. That's a guy who I thought was going to be a star player, but nope. Um, Athanasiu, I mean, not Tony Amante. Tony Amante was. But I, I like Delia's game. Uh, the fourth goal, tough. Obviously gets hurt on that one, and you hate to see that. So now we're probably going to see, I would assume, Kale Morris will be the guy who gets the call up for the Hawks. Probably. I and learned I would Jackson, imagine Lincoln and plays out the stretch. His name is back Jackson Stauber. Yeah, he see. was released from his ATO. No, this is from um, the Ben Pope and Mark Lazarus. They're in L.A. Uh, Derek King says Colin Delia was cramping and oh. had to leave the game. Doesn't appear to be any kind of... Oh, that's great. Per okay, se. Good. Oh, that's good. So that's that's good news there. Watching that game made my stomach cramp a yeah, few times, that's yeah. for sure. King also saying uh, we had no energy, we had no emotion, Correct. we were frustrated. Everything they did, it wasn't working. Yeah. So I mean, this is a coach that's throwing up his hands right now, going, "What the hell do you want me to do?" Yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, like, I, and I, and what can he do? It's the, it's unfair to him, and it's unfair to judge him on these last games. I think you got to look at everything as a whole. Look at some of the guys that have progressed while playing under him. That's how you judge this. You can't judge this his tenure. If, if, on on wins and losses and, and this 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 effort he he's been preaching it every day every day after every morning skate after every practice he says the same thing and i'm sure these guys are tired of hearing it and it's just it's, it's not there and it's not going to magically happen over these next four games and it, you know it is very difficult to motivate yourself when all is lost mm-hmm. and there's nothing to play for and yeah, there's guys on this team trying to win jobs, and I think for the most part, those guys are going out there and playing pretty hard. I'm not seeing, you know, the radishes and the vlastics and the so on and so forth half-assing. It's the it's Lafferty. the it's honestly kind of the veteran guys who are half-assing things, and it's hard to like kind of watch the game and see. But guys are not winning battles in corners. They're not going hard in the corners. They're not competing. I saw Alec Regula take a hit to make a play to clear the puck out of the zone today. There's not enough of that. And sacrificing your body, taking a hit to make a play, those are the little things of, that can make a difference in a game that the Hawks are not doing. There's a lot of sticks not on the ice, not yeah. getting in the passing lanes, just not engaging, not taking a body, not tying up a stick. Just get in the way. Just get in the way. Right. They're not even doing that. You're just letting guys do laps around the zone, and you're just, you know, you're just watching. Yeah. I think that part of my thought process is that we've you know for the last few weeks we've been talking about you know these guys are battling for for roster spots either here or elsewhere next season you know trying to prove that they're part of the the rebuild or you know things like that 
I think now that we get to this point where it's the final week of the season, I don't think in these in in this game or in the next four games any decisions are going to be any really any decisions need to be made anymore. I think whether it's Derek King's future, whether it's the future of a guy like Sam Lafferty, yeah, or you know whoever, you know, looking for either an opportunity here or elsewhere. The, the decisions aren't going to go all the way to game 82. No, I don't like, think I don't and, think anybody's going to change a mind. No, and about. I think and I think a lot of that is now bleeding into the team and that's why we're seeing some of these games recently where it's just like, you know, you you, you feel like you're pulling teeth to get an effort out of them whereas a few weeks ago it was like, come on, like there's still something to, you know, play for pride all that stuff. I think you just get to this point in the season, the way that it has been uh, and the way that they've been playing recently uh, and you just the the rah rah just gets old, it gets stale, it gets thrown out the door, and just say, you know what, let's get, check check this one off, four more to go. Well, they're they're also at this point in their careers, like all these guys are professionals, so the old college try thing, like let's go out there and play for the fans, that is met with a universal <laughs> right <laughs> the much. wank mechanic. You know what I mean? Like okay, like it's yeah. we've played seventy nine seventy eight games or whatever it is, and we just want this damn thing to end and. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, and you're not going to – Derek King's not going to get up on his uh, stool like Newt Rockney and, and rally the troops. It just doesn't work that way. Professional athletes don't work that way, and quite frankly, I don't think college athletes really work that way anyway. But we talk about guys fighting for jobs. So let's go through the list of free agents coming up this summer. Uh, Dominic Kubelik and Dylan Strom, both are arbitration-eligible restricted free agents. Uh, Kirby Dylan, Doc. Did Dylan Strom play tonight? I don't remember seeing I, him. He was out season. there. He did all right. Um, I don't recall. Kirby Doc restricted. An assist. Philip Kurashev is a restricted free agent after the season. Uh, Sam Lafferty unrestricted. Calvin DeHaan unrestricted. Caleb Jones arbitration eligible restricted. Eric Gustafson unrestricted. Lankinen and Delia unrestricted. And Blackhawks legend Andrew Shaw comes off the books <laughs> uh, this summer as well. And so, I think the, the money that they pay Olimata is done after this season, too. I believe that's correct. Yes, All that's right. correct. There you go. So that's 700000 so, back in their pocket. Here, here's, a, here's a fun number. Guess we can make of the guys in uniform tonight. How many of those players can you say that you have no doubt will be in the lineup the next time the Blackhawks play a Stanley Cup playoff game? Oh. Two. Two is all I'm saying Shit. for sure. I'm going to say Alex Brink and Seth Jones. After that, I can't say any of them. Maybe, maybe a, uh, maybe a, um, yeah, I, maybe a Vlasic, maybe a Vlasic, Regula, maybe are the Hawks a playoff team in 2024-25? Not at this point, no. Because that's Jake McCabe's last year. Then no. I can see Jake McCabe. If Jake McCabe plays like he he's played the last handful of games yeah. all next season, maybe he's a guy that somebody would make a trade for. Now that's a dude who's playing hard. Yeah, and I don't he, never he, question his effort. To no, shoot. and question his decision making, just never his effort. We spent some time talking about him last night too, and he has seemed to finally kind of find his stride here. Of course, it's too late. None of this season is Jake McCabe's fault. Let's be honest. It's just you know. Yeah. It is what it is, but a guy coming off a big injury with a new team with some expectations finally has seemed to settle in and uh, play the hockey that we had all hoped he would have played when they signed him in the first place. Hey, we appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. Everyone who subscribes to the podcast, watches on YouTube later, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel. 
Make sure you're subscribed on your preferred podcast app. We're everywhere. If you got Pocket Cast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, we are there. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts are super valuable. We could use a bunch of those. We'd really appreciate if you take five minutes and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you're going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions on any of this, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing their new feature, live NBA same-game parlays. Just in time for the playoffs for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. You can complete the process from start to finish. No need to drive to a casino and get on their Wi-Fi and sign up there. You can do it all from the comfort of your home, the train, wherever. Shower. The shower, of course. You can download the PointsBet app and get that done from start to finish. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call one 800 4700 A little quick note I wanted to bring up, give a little recognition. We talked about uh, if you joined us for our much more lively post game show last night. We talked about Alex Debrinkit. Uh, he had an assist tonight. He had the secondary assist. Dylan Strom had the primary, so I guess he did play. I just don't recall him doing uh, much. Take anything. that. Yeah, well, it shows you how much <laughs> I paid attention. Um but that's a career high in assists for Debrinkit. Hey. 36, I believe. And uh, we had talked about how he's become more of a play, you know, trying to add that element to his game. He's yep. now got a five game point streak with just one goal, but eight assists in those five Ooh, games. That'll so, work. You know, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, he's adding a new wrinkle to his game, a new dimension. He's not just a goal scorer. We're finding so, it. Yeah. You know, that's good to see. Yeah, definitely. And that, I'm starting to think like, the more I watch him play and you start to see the the numbers come to be, he does remind me a lot of Tony Amante. If you were around in that era, Tony was never a guy who could be the best player on a good team. He'd be the best player on a bad team, which he was for a very long time. Yeah. Um, but a guy who could score 40 goals, could do it in spectacular fashion, um, bigger than Debrinkit, faster than Debrinkit. Way, way bigger these days. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's not quite Keith Kachuk, but he's getting there. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm starting to see that that comp a little bit with Debrinkit and Tony Amani. Maybe it's just oh, me, but. Hopefully his uh, Debrinkit's best years aren't wasted here like Amante's were. Yeah, exactly. And it's starting to feel like they might be. But, hey, look, so far so good from Kyle Davidson. You know, it, it's been a lot of minor stuff and a lot of stuff for futures. We'll see how he drafts. We'll see if he makes some transactions at the deadline to make the team a little more competitive while staying in the mold of the rebuild. We don't want him to do the Stan Bowman thing where he says, we're rebuilding, and then the summer comes, he's like, psych, here's a bunch of veterans for a crap ton of money that aren't going to do anything here. 
it seems like Davidson's committed to the rebuild, so we'll see. Yeah. This offseason is so key, and we've got all summer to talk about it, and we will, but there's so many huge decisions that need to be made on this roster, starting with number 19 and number 88, and that's going to dictate the entire thing. So, um, yeah, we've got four games left, but it's almost like the news begins for us when the season ends, so there's going to be a ton to talk about. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the draft because that's going to give us the first – real insight to the type of players yep. that Davidson wants to that he feels is a winning combination. We already know that he likes size with Lafferty and Radish and Kachuk, a guy energy guys, guys that, you know, your effort guys. So he's got some of those guys lined up. So but what else? Cuz you can't win with 12 Sam Lafferty's. You'd be hard to play against. He's just not going <laughs> to win a lot of games. Who's going to score? Right, you're going to lose you're going to lose a lot of Two to one games with twelve yeah, Sam Lafferty's yeah, out there, but yeah. I think we're going to get an idea this year in that draft whether they have a first round pick or not. Go wild! Um, <laughs> we're going to find out what he like. We knew Stan Bowman loved undersized centers from the U.S. Development Program. What kind of guy does Davidson want to bring in here? Uh, obviously, he's not going to be able to build an entire team in one draft. But we're going to get an idea of what he values most and see if he sticks with that going forward. And that maybe can help us try and predict and most likely still be wrong how he goes, <laughs> how, what kind of moves he goes going forward. Well, this so will, lots this, of stuff to talk about. For this sure. will be a draft in which you can we might be able to see a little bit of how well the scouting department that Kyle Davidson is going to be putting together, how well they go into the later rounds because if if the Blackhawks don't get the first or second overall pick they don't have they don't control their own first round pick right. this year if they if the Wild don't reach the Western Conference final and Marc-Andre Fleury plays or wins four games um, then they don't get Minnesota's first round pick so it might be a, a draft in which they don't have a first round pick so you have to you know build with second rounds third rounds you know so yeah, on I and so forth the, if, the, if the Minnesota pick is a second They'll have three second round picks. Is that? I think it's correct? four. Four. I think they currently have. Or yeah, I think they currently have. Yeah, three, I think they already had it would three. Become right. A fourth so one. you could do some damage with there. I mean, just look at yeah. the Dallas Stars. Two of their best young players, uh, Jason Roberts and Dennis Gurion. They they all both have over thirty goals. Both second round mm -hmm. draft picks. So you could definitely get some. Alex DeBrink had a second Alex round Brink draft pick. Alex second round draft yeah. pick. Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of talent still available, but that's where your scouting comes in. Yeah. And that's where your development comes in, mm -hmm. and the, the Hawks need help uh, in both of those. And I think another interesting thing to watch when we talk about offseason, I know we're getting off the rails here from the game. We'll get back to our four-star in a second. Um, but, I mean, do you really want an hour's worth of talk about that <laughs> game? I don't. Um, but something to watch is going to be the KHL situation yeah. and see, uh, you know, not to get all geopolitical here, but the sanctions – Going against Russia because of the whole Ukrainian thing. I'm not getting into that, but it's affecting the league. Two teams sure. are already going to be Two folding because they can't yeah. afford. So there's going to be guys that may have not even dreamed of coming to the NHL yet going, I'm getting the hell out of here. Right. A, I don't have a team. I might not even have a team to play for, and I don't want to get shot. So, um, you know, yes. two things that are important, having a team to play for and not being shot. Not being shot. So <laughs> they, they may be guys that are like, hey, so that could be something not just for the Blackhawks, but just around the league. Maybe you find some some guys that you had no idea could be available that 
all of a sudden, hey, this guy's a, a piece for the future. So that'll be fun, uh, interesting storyline well, for it, sure. It does sound like Arthur Kaimov is going to come over to the Blackhawks from from everything that has been reported so far. So that'll be interesting to see if where he slots into the organization because yeah. he's 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 young still, and um, I think the org has some some hopes for him. We'll see what ends yeah, up coming be, of that if, nice if he does guy, come over. Uh, Playing, uh, you know, west on I ninety next season out in Rockford, yeah, getting some some seasoning there before. There's no rush to bring any of these guys to the NHL level right now. A uh, 24 yeah. year old left winger uh, for Locomotive, 42 games, 10 goals, nine assists. Uh, you can't really translate Russian league stats to the NHL. It doesn't yeah. really work that way. But uh, that's a name to keep an eye on. The Hawks have always been pretty good. Their pro scouts have been pretty good at finding talent overseas. You know, Panarin. Niemi, say what you want about Gustafson, but he's had a pretty long NHL career. Dominic Cahoon, David Camp, like all these kind of guys who have come over. Kubalik was a little different because he was King's property and it was a trade, but he was still playing overseas. So that's what we keep an eye on. I also think you've got this glut of second round picks. I'd be shocked if one way or another Kyle Davidson does not find himself a first round pick. Maybe he trades a couple of the second rounders to move into the first round. Maybe Mm -hmm. he trades some assets. Who knows? But I think his top priority is going to be getting a first-round pick in this draft. So we'll see. It's going to be... Uh, he definitely has proven that he will be aggressive. So yeah. if there's a guy he wants... He'll make a move for it. He's going to at least try to get it, and that's all you can ask for. You know, he may not be able to find a partner, but just go for it at least. Yeah. You don't I want mean, a guy just sitting on his laurels and saying, hey, I got these four picks, I'll just take those. Package two of them together to move up in the first round. See what you got. The Hawks did also retain a lot of their scouting staff when Stan Bowman left. And while that may make you forehead slap, um, a lot of the scouts did not agree with the direction Stan Bowman was going and were very frustrated with the moves he made, disagreed with some of his draft picks over the years. So Stan was known to kind of go rogue sometimes against what his uh, scouts would sort of advise. So um, that's just something to keep in mind. You know, there's a lot of the same folks involved in prepping for this draft as there have been in years past, but maybe their voices will be a little more heard. And I think if you sort of read the tea leaves, Kyle Davidson was among those people that was a little bit frustrated with the way Bowman did things. He went out of his way to point out early that I am not Sam Bowman. I'm not, trust me. Um, there's some things that he didn't flat out say, like, I thought Stan sucked, but mm, there were some there some, were some, some hints there. Yeah, some if you, hints if you listen some, closely. some shade thrown. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, yeah. the scouts can you you can write all the scouting reports you want. It's still the general manager that at the end of the day makes the pick. Yep. And I, you could you know there were a few picks. They probably a lot of guys. Hey, we think you should get this guy. Nope. There's a guy from Notre Dame that may, if he tops out, be a fourth liner one day. I'm gonna go get him instead because I went to Notre Dame. That happened a few times. Hmm. So you know. Yeah. I would hope that Kyle would use his uh, would lean on his scouts more the first time around. Well, that's I mean that's why that's they're, what they're there for. Right. They're the ones who are out watching these guys play. Yeah. They're the ones who are traveling to watch these junior hockey games and and international games or whatever to scout these players. It's let them do their job and trust them. There's a reason you employ them. And look, if there's a stalemate on a pick and your scouts can't agree, well, that's when the GM should step in and say, well, hey, from my research, this is the guy I prefer, but you got to listen to your scouts. That's why they're there. Right. You're a fool to not. 
you'd hope that he would this first draft lean on them a lot because you think i mean when we had um Derek king in here a couple weeks ago he talked about coming in as the head coach and realizing how much like minutia there was to tend to it's not just coaching hockey players to get them ready for the next game there's all sorts of stuff to manage the gm is not just 24 7 looking for trades and scouting players there's a ton of stuff that goes into being a gm that doesn't allow them to get down and dirty and scouting like the scouts do so hopefully Kyle Davidson listens to his scouts. Uh, I'm trying to reach out to a couple of sources I know, but people have been pretty quiet because there's obviously a lot floating around the Hawks at this moment, and people don't want to say anything. They don't want to lose their jobs because I'm sure everyone's going to be evaluated as soon as the next week ends, right? Because right. I don't think Davidson's going to go in interim and be like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Bring me you know, five more guys in now. Right. That's all going to happen in the offseason. So everyone's sort of keeping things close to the vest, but... You know, we'll keep our, our ears and eyes open to see what we can hear between now and a draft and free agency. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what what direction they go. And, and to the point of trying to find, you know, European players, I think part of, part of that strategy is that for a while, the Blackhawks were a destination for those players to True. go to. And now, yep. even though a player might have a, a bigger opportunity to get bigger minutes, do they want to come over and bet on themselves and on, on a short-term deal on a team that's going to be very bad like I, I I question if they if they do that but I think with you know with the scouting department there's an opportunity for you know the Blackhawks to restock their their prospect cup, cupboards and 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 be able to kind of get that future those future plans set and I think you know we have seen some some moves made in the scouting department to you know make some changes since Kyle Davison's taken taken over so it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how this draft plays out I think we saw you know depends on how much Davison was was involved in last year's draft but last year's draft we saw a, a change in the kind of players that the the Blackhawks were focusing on and a number of those picks have have already been pretty impactful for their you know junior clubs or their European clubs so it's it's very interesting to see how last year's draft class will 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 pan out because uh, i think there's some there's some good talent in there and and you know i'm i'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what they can bring in uh this summer it's it's, it's going to be very interesting july uh 7th and 8th this summer in montreal and the uh the draft lottery we found out uh recently will be on may 10th so we will find out if the blackhawks will uh have the first or second overall pick or if their pick will go to columbus uh, on May 10th. All right, why don't we get to our fourth stars of the games here? We've moved past the game, thank yeah. God. Uh, but we got to assign our fourth stars uh, of the game. Real quick, there we had the whole roster to pick from. The yes, three we did. stars, uh, Adrian Kempe, the Kings' number one star. Alexander Edler, I keep forgetting he's still in the league. He was the second star tonight. And then the uh, speedy Andres Afnasiu was uh, third star. Seems legit. Um, my fourth star goes to Colin Delia. I thought he played really well in this game. Very glad to hear the news that he's not injured. It was just a cramp situation or an I'm tired of this crap situation. <laughs> uh, either thing. way, <laughs> a solid yeah, game for yeah, Calendelia. I want to see, I'd like to see him and, and Lincoln and split the last four. Uh, assuming that Delia is healthy, I'd like to see them split. I want to see Delia get more time. I know that everyone's sort of ready to pass the torch to Kevin Lankinen 
but he has quickly taken the torch and dunked it in water Doused and it. thrown it away. So and there's no reason they shouldn't just split the last four games. I want to see two and two. Yeah, that makes the most sense. I mean, neither one is, is, is stellar. Neither one is guaranteed a spot to come back. And, yeah, Lankinen looked like, oh, yeah, bring him back. He'll, he'll be all right. And it's just like, oh, are we, can we be done? Can we, done with, can we be done with this now, too? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what what to, what to make of the goaltending situation, but yeah, if if him and if if Lincoln and Adelia split it over the last four games, that's fine by me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what, what difference does it make right now? Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Kane. He had the lone goal tonight. Played almost 23 minutes of ice time. I think a chunk of that was he got stuck on the ice for that second period shift too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had shift. the goal. He's now got. Points in six straight games versus the Kings. Uh, three goals, four assists. And with his goal, he is climbing up the all-time NHL points list. He is now tied 52nd all-time in points with a former nemesis, a guy that killed the Blackhawks for most of his career. Yes. Sergei Fedorov, uh, mostly of the Detroit Red Wings, had some time in Columbus and with Anaheim. Did he finish with Anaheim? Mm-hmm. I want to say he was a duck. Uh, but yeah, played for the Capitals. That too, off. yes, that too, yeah. yeah, he did. He it. played some D for the Capitals, didn't he? Did he? Or was it the or was that the Blue Jackets? He definitely played some defense for one of those teams. <laughs> well, he could do it. He was, he was good enough. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Patrick Kane is my uh, guy because I had to pick a guy. Had to pick someone. <laughs> I went with you, the fans, Yay! because seriously, it, it, like I said at the beginning of the show, if you stuck it out. For this game, for whatever reason, you deserve some credit, and uh, the Blackhawks didn't didn't give you uh, something to uh, to take home for for their efforts and for your efforts. But I will name the uh, the fans who stuck it out for this game the uh, C- my CHGO fourth star of the night got, because damn it, someone needs some recognition. We got nineteen people in our chat right now at, at you 12, nineteen people twelve forty five in the morning after one of the worst hockey games I've watched in recent memory. Yes. So, uh, yeah, kudos to you guys. Mario is buying all of you CHGO yeah. Blackhawks t-shirts. Going to get that employee <laughs> discount working real good. All right, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to concede. I'm going to give it to the fans. The fans. I'm not going to be a jerk. Fans you guys, in general. You guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are the reason the electricity's on. So All of those fans clapping, too. yes. Yes, Thank nicely you. done, everybody. To our live studio audience. Yeah. I am not. I yeah, am. They, it's, it was just... It's an effort that you're just you, you you wish you could have that time back, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 it just won't come back. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but there'll be a little bit more excitement back tomorrow night, and uh, I think it's a good time to talk about the points bet play of the week. Ooh, and we've got you know the little Bulls game tomorrow. The, the momentum game. has shifted. It's going to be right down the street at the United Center. Uh. They had the big win last night. The Bucks have some injury issues right now. And uh, so I decided that I will take the reins of the play of the week. And I am going with DeMar DeRozan over 29 and a half points right now. I think that's a pretty... That's free money, my friend. I, I think so. I mean, he's coming off, what do you have, career high 41? 40, yeah. 41 points, playoff career high the other night. I mean, I, I, I saw the clip. He's just shooting, and guys are in his face, and he's drilling shots. I think that's the home crowd. 
I mean, he might hit that by like the end of the first quarter. Yeah, I, like I that. mean, it's gonna be the energy. Yeah, the, en- the energy in the United Center is gonna be awesome. Well, the energy know, at the third rail is gonna say, be awesome gonna, as well. The third rail is gonna be awesome too. We're gonna have our first ever CHGO watch party. If you love the Bulls post game show, and if you've watched more than three seconds of it, you love <laughs> it. Uh, Matt Peck, Big Dave, they are going to be at the third rail. Um, a slew of other CHGO. Yes, I, I believe Cody, our uh, our Cubs slash betting guru, will be there as yep. well. So you can hit him up for some more plays of the week tomorrow. I'm sure he will give you all kinds of uh, betting some advice. Winners. Just don't take anything from that Sean guy. Yeah, he's, it's he's, rough. He's, <laughs> rough. Oh, man. Yeah, he's keeping yeah. points. Oh, no, you can though. ask him what his bets are and then do the yes. exact opposite. Fade, fade, <laughs> hashtag fade Sean. Yeah, but uh, no, seriously, come out to the third rail right on Madison, right down the street from the United Center, right down the street from our office. Yep. Meet some of our CHGO personalities. Watch the Bulls. Beat the Bucks. Take a two-one seriously. Watch Demar Rosen. DeRo- Jeez, I already Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan. Sorry, I had Sam Rosen in my head for some reason. <laughs> Watch Same him thing. score well over twenty-nine and a half points and cash in your free money on points bet. All right, Third Rail Tavern, eleven thirty-three West Madison. Come see Matt and Big Dave, and I'm sure Will will be there at least in spirit. At some point, uh, and I would bring a helmet because Dave and Matt will be throwing their hats. Yes, as they always do. Hats, so hats will be tossed. You're in the thrown hat zone uh, at Third Rail, and but it's, it's going to be an awesome time. It's not and a big joint, so I mean, it's going to no. come at you from a short distance at a high velocity. So be aware. <laughs> Speaking of big joints, uh, Mark Lazarus tweeting Hey-o. about uh, Kings fans smoking <laughs> weed at the game. Yeah. Can't blame them. <laughs> Man, yeah. all right, let's make fun of the Coyotes, shall we? I, I, yeah. w- I wish I had some weed watching that game. So um, the Coyotes today released the season ticket prices for their 5,100-seat arena next season at Arizona State University. The number keeps changing. Like, what? Like <laughs> it was 4,000, now it's now it's 5,000, it was like 4,500. Like, what is it? Is it based on how many seats they want to push? It's really push, small. How many seats they want to push into the, <laughs> into the stands, or they want to pull them back? Like, I, I don't well, get it. Well, it's a college stadium, so it might just be bleachers. They're folding chairs. It all depends on, you can get more people depending on the size of the yeah. season ticket holder. All right, so here's the pricing. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, it's here on the screen. Um, we'll do per game seats on the glass, $350. Center Ice Club, $240. This is per ticket, by the way. Center Ice Premium, $175 a ticket. Attack twice sides. That means where the Coyotes shoot twice, one forty-eight a pop. Attack one side, one thirty-eight a pop. Goal line seats one fifteen, and the den, which are the crappy seats, eighty-nine dollars. So the cheapest ticket to see the sucky ass Arizona Coyotes in a tiny ass arena is eighty-nine dollars. And, and these are these are these are per game for the season game. ticket prices. These aren't single game. Right. Come in the door prices. Oh, yeah. I totally read that all wrong. Wow. I suck. <laughs> so if you're buying just a single game ticket, the cheapest ticket to get in for a single game ticket is $110 to watch the Coyotes. And, yeah, the building's going to be full of corporate sponsors and uh, honorees and all that sort of stuff. And the atmosphere is going to suck. Yeah, there's no no Coyote fans are going to go. It's going to be a giant corporate suite. Yeah. 
The thing is, and how's that going to grow the game in Arizona? It won't. They can't sell $25 tickets for a Friday night game against Alex Ovechkin in the Caps. How are you going to sell a $100 ticket on a Tuesday night against the Seattle Kraken next year? You're also splitting your schedule with Arizona State. So, and they have precedence or they have, you know, the the first dibs of of like weekend games. So like when are when are you going to have weekend home games? Yeah, it's I don't uh, it's it's embarrassing. It's not a good setup. It's embarrassing. I just don't I don't get the business plan. And Gary I, Bettman can't be wrong. Oh, that's, well, that's the business plan. Right. Plan. And uh, Craig Morgan from PHNX and I teamed up for a Who's Got It Worse piece on allchgo.com. So check that out. Become a member. All that great stuff. I, I don't know. As bad as it is for the Hawks, at least they've got ownership that's willing to pay players. At least they've got uh, ownership that cares about the venue. They're trying to revamp their season ticket holder package and make it more of a value Affordable. to the people that invest in them. This is just, I just don't, I don't know how you can, with a straight face, release these ticket prices to your Coyotes fans who have, this team has not been trying to win forever. How do you justify this? Is this, so I guess. I I, guess supply and demand is the argument, right? Yeah, I guess the, the, I should have looked this up, but is this a, this is a price increase, right? It has to be. Oh yeah. Well, they're essentially their entire arena is th- is is one hundred level prices for the entire right. Because yeah. I mean their entire arena because there's is only just, one level, yeah, right? Yeah. Level. But how can you ask somebody to pay almost five thousand dollars to watch this team? I don't know. It's it's so you're gonna have corporate sponsors and your your you know whatever. You're not gonna have any diehard Coyote fans there. And it's not like this is going to happen for one season. It's the next three seasons they're there. So then you're going to get back to your, you're going to get your new arena, wherever the heck they're building it this time around. Tempe, I whatever think. Whatever suburb of Phoenix gets it this for the next five Glendale, years. Glendale, Scottsdale, Tempe, Phoenix. You know, so then you're going to go back to your $15,000, 15,000-seat 15, arena, and no one's going to come because no one has become a fan of this game because they can't go to a game because they don't want to pay $100 yeah, to watch gonna be, garbage hockey. They're going to be pissed. Right. That, hey, I was willing, you know, to pay 25 bucks because I really love hockey and the Coyotes, so I'm going to come. Now it's like, well, now you're pricing it's, me out. It's going to be now a, I can't it's be a vacation it. destination for visiting teams fans. Every, but, every but you can't even guarantee that those that those fans could even get seats. Well, no, because if they're going to sell no, out, all these corporate people who have them are just going right. to put their tickets on on the secondary uh, market. Yeah, I guess, and because, they're and they're going to lose money on them. Well, sure, but that's what happens when there's no demand for a ticket. Right. Yeah. You know, every every I bet you every NHL team is going to be like schedule schedule Arizona and Vegas on back to back games for us, so yeah. our fans can make a right. nice winter a excursion. Yeah. Come down from Winnipeg. You know, Minnesota, Chicago. It's well, it's crazy. I think it's just a good reminder that it could be worse. It definitely yeah. could be. <laughs> the Coyotes are there to remind Blackhawk fans that it could be worse, just like the Detroit Lions are always there to remind the Bears fans <laughs> that it could be worse. Thank you, Lions. Yes. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap things up for tonight. Thanks for staying up with us. We greatly appreciate it. Remember, those five-star uh, Apple Podcast reviews are like gold, so leave us some of those and become a member at allchgo.com. You get access to all of our great written content, uh, access to our members-only Discord. There's going to be great specials coming up. We've got our free newsletter you can sign up for mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the Obviously, the CHGO Locker with all of our dope merch. 
Check it all out, allchgo.com. We'd love for you to become a member. And don't forget tomorrow, well, actually later today, Friday at the Third Rail Tavern on Madison, CHGO Bulls Watch Party. Go watch the Bulls beat the Bucks with Matt and Big Dave. It's going to be an awesome time, and a bunch of other CHGO folks will be there as well. So for my partners, Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for sticking up with us here on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast.